Capital of the world. Thompson tries to answer and does. Play Thompson with back to back threes. It's the TC Martin Show. TC Martin. It's hotter than fifth grade. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. Wiggins, a three pointer. Puts it in. A 15 point lead with 143 to play. The Warriors are ready to celebrate. The doctor, TC Martin, launches. Now in, in, in. Oh, yes, it is a thunderous Thursday edition as we pump it up, rev it up, fire it up, ready to go. The madness is upon us. You got to love it here in Las Vegas. Pac-12 tournament happening as we speak right now. T-Mobile Arena, UCLA, a little bit of a scare against Colorado earlier. But Bruins look like they're going to hang on down to the wire here. Mountain West Conference, UNLV in action tonight against Boise State. The Rebels get that victory over Air Force yesterday in OT. We'll see what the Rebels got left tonight, taking on the number two seed, the Boise State Broncos. And then we've got action over at the Big West uh, tonight, the Dollar Loan Center, the quarterfinals. Myself and Big Bill Cartwright calling the action via Sirius XM National Radio tonight. So we got... All that happening and a whole lot more coming your way. Strong guest list today with coaches and handicappers. And we will get this show cracking here for you today with, uh, from the coach's side, Todd Simon, the coach over at Southern Utah, former UNLV, uh, head coach when he was here. And, uh, he's parlayed that into a very nice career. Now seven years happening over at Southern Utah. They joined the WAC this year. So the WAC tournament happening as well over at the Orleans Arena. And Todd Simon has his number three seeded Southern Utah Thunderbirds in action tonight. They play the 830 game over at the Orleans. He will join us on the show today. And from a handicapping perspective, Scott Spritzer joins us like he usually does on Thursday afternoons. We'll start uh, handicapping the rest of the conference tournaments that are happening not only today, tonight, and tomorrow, and throughout the weekend, but a look ahead to the March Madness and some live futures as well, too. So we've got all that happening here uh, today. And then our good friend John Murray over at the Westgate at the Superbook, the executive director of Sportsbook Operations, ready to rock uh, with him today. So, yeah, a lot on tap here today. Covering March Madness like we do. And again, a reminder that we'll be doing the show tomorrow from the Westgate Las Vegas, our Friday home, with uh, a little March Madness theme, of course. The big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright, will be joining me tomorrow there, as will Marco D'Angelo, one of our handicapper extraordinaires. So they will be joining us as, uh, as well tomorrow. So make sure you come on out, see the show live as we get ready for Selection Sunday and then we'll have the brackets ready to go. Get those brackets ready. And then Thursday and Friday next week, remember, it is Hoop Central inside the International Theater at the Westgate Las Vegas as well. And we'll be broadcasting the show live, of course, from our perch there in the sports book um, on next Thursday and Friday. So both days next week, as uh, we traditionally do, uh, broadcasting live the opening round of the NCAA tournament. So uh, it's been a year. Can hardly wait. And uh, definitely... Uh, our time. All right. Um, getting ready to join us now 
is our very good friend who was cutting down the nets last night at the Thomas and Mack Center, and that is Lindy LaRock from the Mount West Conference champions, the Lady Rebels. And uh, they were victorious last night against Wyoming, 71-60 to uh, was the score of of that game last night and the Lady Rebels improved to 31 and 2. They've now won uh 22 in a row. You got to love that and uh the Lady Rebels are going dancing, which we firmly expected but as we've seen in years past, UNLV has had a top seed uh in the Mountain West Conference tournament. Uh hasn't necessarily worked out for them uh well up until last year when Lindy LaRock took over, and they did win the tournament last year. They went on to the NCAA tournament as a 13 seed. They got beat by the University of Arizona, had to play on the road in Tucson at the University of Arizona, played the Wildcat stuff. But uh, this year, they've been rolling. Uh, again, a fantastic year for the Lady Rebels. They get the victory last night, 71-60, to and uh, they are officially now going to the NCAA tournament. So what better time to bring uh, the head coach on as she's uh, been joining us a lot here lately because the Rebels have been on fire. They've been downright hot. The coach, Lindy LaRock. What is going on, girl? Hey, TC. Um, I'm having a good day. You Are you having a good day? I know, I know, I know you're having a great day. I know, I know you're waiting for your walk up music here. Okay. So, uh, we, we're trying to get Lizzo warmed up here in the back. Okay. She was clearing her throat when we last, uh, you know, touched base with her. So as soon as she <laughs> clears her throat, she's going to sing you onto the show. So just, we All haven't right. forgotten about you, Lindy. Just make sure of that. Okay. Good. <laughs> How's your dancing shoes? Uh, they're good. They're good. Uh, you know, I might have to get some new ones before next week. Ooh, okay. All right. All right. We're sporting some new Nikes. Is that what we're talking about or what? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Got to find a good outfit. Might, might have to wait and see who we play first. All right. Let's give you that introduction now. All right. Here she is. Uh, making her way down the aisle on the red carpet there, the Thomas and Max Center sporting the trophy, coach of the year, and the Lady Rebels rolling at 31 and 2, winners of 22 in a row, the one known to Lindy the Rock. What do you think of that? Is that better? Pump it up, Nick. Here we go. Get that groove going. Now, now, this is an official celebration. Before you didn't want to celebrate prematurely, but now we're celebrating, right? Now, now, now we're celebrating. You, you, you are right. Okay, let's talk about last night's game against Wyoming, seventy-one sixty. Uh, we have seen some close games uh, during the course of this tournament. You had another one there last night, but you distanced yourself from them in the second half. Talk a little bit about the victory and how it played out. Well, um, it was a great game, you know, just a overall really good women's basketball game. Wyoming, they're just such a tough, uh, well-coached team. We knew it was going to be a grind and a battle. Um, and we knew, uh, to be honest, I told the team before the game, the first person to 65 points wins. And, you know, that, that was, that was true. I thought, I just felt like if we could keep scoring, um, and try to make them kind of keep pace with us, I, you know, I, I didn't think they could. Um, so, you know, we got to 71 and, and they didn't ever get to 65. So, you know, I guess I know a thing or two. <laughs> you know a thing or two as a coach, as a player. Uh, I get that. Um, let's talk a little bit uh, about some of your players. Uh, they've been fantastic. Desiree Young, um, MVP of uh, the most valuable player of the conference uh, tournament, 28 points last night. 
Uh, very, very impressive. And uh, I, I know that uh, last night that she was uh, got on the mic afterwards. She was quoting a little NBA young boy. What's up with that? Yeah, I uh, the team had to educate me on that afterwards. Like I couldn't quite hear what she said, and then they gave me the full rundown uh, in the locker room. So you know, I, she's she's not wrong. We're you know we can have a what, what is it a, a parade in my city or something like that. Yeah, so, right. So, there you go. Right. Yeah. Or a parade in my, what is it? Parade in my city, parade in my mind. There it is. Yeah. I'm not an NBA young boy, uh, uh, you know, a fan myself though, but you know, again, that's numchuck. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's all over that, but, uh, uh, you and I, we got a little bit more taste, you know, we go a little more old school, a little more modern, you know, you know what I'm saying? Modern yeah. old school. Yeah. How's that? Um, yeah. talk about her, her effort though. Uh, and again, uh, why she wasn't, um, you know, the, the player of the year during the regular season is beyond me, but it's, it just seemed like last night she just, you know, put your team on her back and sent scoring uh, 28 points and just doing a lot more than just scoring the basketball as well. Yeah. I mean, Desiree, Desi's been, she's just been phenomenal all year long. You know, like you said, I think, I think she's the, the people's player of the year, um, even though she didn't get, get the award. Um, obviously she is for us. And, you know, yesterday it was just, uh, she was determined and she got the job done. And, and yeah, obviously we needed kind of every point and rebound. Um, you know, so that, that's kind of what she's done all year. Yeah, for people that have watched us, I don't think it was a total surprise, but, you know, kind of on the biggest stages is when your best players have to really step up and perform. And, and she did. And for those that haven't got a chance to see her play, talk a little bit about, her as a player, but more importantly, I want you to touch upon what kind of person she is. Oh, she's uh she's just such a passionate kid. Um, you know, it, it she's a joy to be around. She, I tell her all the time, she's unapologetically herself. Uh, she's loud and just has a great time. She doesn't have a filter sometimes, um, and she just is such energy ev- everywhere. Um, all the time. So, you know, it, that is a little bit of kind of what you see on the court too. So she's not, she's not too much different off the court, but, um, you know, just a, a great young woman and a great teammate. You know, she's selfless and more than anything, she wants to win. And if, if that meant her having, you know, two points and two rebounds yesterday, she was going to be okay with it. Um, you know, if our team won. So, uh, you know, again, just I, I'm, I'm lucky and blessed to be able to coach her every day. Talk about how important that is, though, and I know you got to appreciate this as a coach, is that when, you know, your best player steps up and has that type of a game, not just from a scoring standpoint, but from a leadership standpoint as well, too, in, you know, the most important games. And obviously, that was it last night. I mean, there was pressure on you guys. I mean, I still think you guys would have gotten the NCAA tournament even without a loss. But again, there was that the fraction of people out there that thought, well, you know what? They might not get in if they don't win this. So, I don't know if you felt the pressure, if the players felt the pressure, but when you have your best player step up like that, that has got to make you feel so good. Yeah, I mean, it it, it does. And obviously, you know, Desi's a post player, so she's not the one passing it right. or, or bringing it down the court. And, you know, I think, to be honest, teams are, as only, are only as good as their point guard. So, um, you know, really the leadership falls falls on Essence Booker and, and Desi uh, uh, kind of in a, 
in a tandem and, you know, between the two of them, when they both are playing well, I mean, Essence had a, phen- a phenomenal game, you know, again, yesterday, to be honest, I really wanted them both to get tournament MVP because we don't even get to the game without Essence. And, um, you know, she, she had two, she carried us the first two games. And, and then, you know, Desi has a, a, they both have a great performance yesterday. And, you know, it was, I think it was the first time in tournament history that someone has had 28 and 17, you know, so I, I think they kind of felt like, well, how could they not give the MVP to Desi? But again, I, I would have given it probably to, to both of them, you know, and, and really obviously, you know, I'd, I'd love it to give it to the whole team, but, um, you know, when I'm talking about leadership, it just, it's, it's both of them and, um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm really happy. Now I know your, your little one there got to get yeah. on the court last <laughs> night as well. I mean, yeah, you know, on, on the court, uh, in your arms there, uh, get that kid some sleep. Would you, I mean, come on now. How old? Uh, yeah. How old? You know what? She, she's a little hungover. I think from, from yesterday, it was, uh, um, it was a long night for her and, you know, babies, once you kind of get them out of their routine, we're, we're having to play a little bit of catch up today. So, you know, I think she knows, I think she knows I'm on a, on a call. And so she uh, wants to talk to you too. I'm well, sorry I, if you can hear her in the background. I, I understand. I mean, it, it, I'm saying, you know, go rebels. I, I, I can, I can hear that coming out right there. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I, I do baby talk really good. So I, I can understand it. It's coming through loud yeah. and clear. Lydia LaRock joins us, uh, head coach of the Mountain West champions, the uh, Lady Rebels victorious last night over Wyoming and going to the dance. I'm glad you miss mentioned Essence Booker as well, too. Got to give her some love, uh, as well. And like you said, the point guard, everything kind of runs through, uh, the point guard and, you know, guard play is so key when you, uh, are going into the NCAA tournament uh, as well. So, you know, just t- talk a little bit about her um, and also Justice Etheridge as well, too, the local kids. Yeah, I mean, both of them, they're both seniors um, and leaders. And, um, you know, like I kind of already touched upon, you, you know, the, those first two games, you know, we don't even get to the championship without Essence. And, um, you know, from her clutch free throws, you know, against San Diego State to just to just being a warrior, you know, and um, fighting, you know, she's had a heck of a year and has gone through a lot. And, um, you know, just really, really happy for her. Um, a justice to, you know, just a, a clutch performances and, and throughout the year. And, you know, like you said, I think what, what makes our team great is that we have an anchor in Desi, um, you know, but obviously to, to bring the ball up the court and to handle pressure and to get the ball inside, you've got to have great guards. And so, you know, kind of everyone working together is I think what really makes our team special. And, um, you know, between Essence and Justice and Desi, you know, Las Vegas kids uh, playing here for, you know, our hometown school. Um, I think it's pretty cool. And see, for me, Lindy, I think that is the story here. I mean, you guys have had a fantastic okay. year, yeah. but when you have local players uh, on this team, I think it just makes it extra special for this community to get behind. And hey, here's kids that we, you know, they grew up here, went to high school here, and and now they're representing UNLV, and now they're Mount West Conference champions, and they're going to the tournament. So I think the local player aspect is just so key to your run here. And you know that takes me to the, to the recruiting, you know, uh, story here. I mean, how much of your recruiting is committed to getting local high school players and keeping them home? 
Yeah, I mean, we we are are in the community, are at high school games, um, you know, and, and get a lot of high school players at at our games. Um, you know, it's really important. There's there's some really good young players here in town that, you know, frankly, I'm I'm asking them, you know, who 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 are you going to pass the torch to next? And you know, again, th- those three, uh, Essence and and Desi and and Justice have been carrying it. Desi's going to have to. Um, probably carry it solo next year. Uh, but then from there, you know, who, who's ready to, to take up the reins and, um, you know, keep, keep the pride of the city, you know, flowing through this team. So, um, you know, I, I, we want the best, best talent here in town to stay home. Um, especially, you know, we're giving them a great, opportunity and, and a great option you know uh, you know okay maybe where people are still considering us a, a mid-major but we're, we're playing on the biggest stage so um you know to me that that's what matters most lindy larock joins us uh, unlv head coach so you guys are going dancing uh i want to know what's on your playlist here what's on your what's on your dancing playlist that's what i want to know oh man um, well, you know, I'm always like bumping some Lizzo because <laughs> he's got to. Um, I'm going to the Usher concert tomorrow night. So oh, look at you! Look at you! Okay. Playing, playing. You know, you and me. You know, we're playing a little bit of that old school throwback, like you said earlier. Yeah. Um. So you know, I I like some good jams. That's that's what that's what gets me going. There you go. All right. So so going to Usher uh, tomorrow night, huh? That that's impressive. I mean, you know, you, yeah. you're getting a little downtime. You get to to get to go out a little date night. Is that you got a babysitter? Is that what's happening? Yeah, we got a, we got a babysitter. I've got uh, my best friend and her husband in town, and um, you know, so we're going on a little kind of double date and getting to go dinner and concert, and you know, I keep keep the celebration going. I love it. That is outstanding. All right. So speaking of the celebration, let's talk about the celebration last night. Okay, you're on the you're on the court there last night, and uh, crowd's going crazy. Talk about that celebration. Talk about back in the locker room, what it was like, and and even after the locker room, after you left. I mean, how long did the celebration last? Man, you know, it was hard for me to go to sleep last night. Uh, it, it was probably, it was pretty late or early into the morning just with, uh, you know, just kind of the juices flowing and, and the adrenaline and, and the excitement still, you know, running through my veins of, um, you know, it, it just, you know, our, our team, our team has been having such a great year and, you know, I just wanted it really, really bad for them. And I, and I know, um, they wanted it bad too. And, um, we were going to do obviously everything in our power to control that. Um, but sometimes once you finally like get to that spot, it's obviously there's a little bit of relief and just, uh, overwhelming joy, um, for the group. And, you know, I think similar to last year, I, I kind of like to just stand back and, and watch them, you know, uh, cause that's why I really, um, now that's why I really love coaching is just to try to help them, you know, go places that they don't, you know, know that they can go. And so I was, you know, kind of standing back watching them celebrate and do all their little dances and, you know, put the hats on and, and, you know, roll around in the confetti and all of that, that those, those are the, the images that will stick, stick in my mind. 
Now, Nick Nice is on the wheels of steel today for your boy Numchuck. But uh, Nick, this isn't like really like rolling through the confetti music. This is like rolling through the sheets music. What are you trying to do here? She brought up. <laughs> she brought up Usher. I'm sorry. I'm I'm going back to you the day here. You can't. You I, I know what kind of day you're thinking about with Usher. What you're doing to this song here? But we need some Usher jams. Is what we need. Some jams. I'm getting coach ready for the for you know a little pregame tomorrow preconcert. The preconcert. This sounds like postconcert. This sounds like two o'clock in the morning after the babysitter is is, is been excused hey, and going to bed. I, like I said, I'm getting pregame ready. <laughs> That's postgame, brother. Jeez. Oh man, you got excuse us, Lindy. But you, you know how we roll around here. There we go. See? Yeah, you guys have a good time. I'm about that. Hey, uh, you've been through this before now, okay? As far as getting ready for the NCAA tournament, okay? What did you learn from last year's experience as you get ready for now, second go-round? Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is now, you know, we've kind of like walked the walk a little bit and, you know, everything's not just going to be so brand new. I think, you know, as the group last year, I was the only one that had ever been to the NCAA tournament, you know, on our staff, on our team, um, you know, and so everything was new to them. And there's, you know, obviously there that that's exciting and, and fun. And, you know, so I think going back, you know, we know a little bit more of what to expect. You know, there's a lot of obviously media attention and, and different things that like you have to do, um, you know, as being a, you know, in the tournament and in the field. Um, so some of that stuff, you know, it's still going to be exciting, but it just won't be totally brand new. And, you know, again, just drawing upon the game, uh, I thought we played really well. We came up a little bit short, but, you know, um, we, we want to, we want to play even better and, um, you know, and, and not just be happy to be there because, because, you know, we, we deserve to be there. How much time did you like spend either thinking about this or planning, like say during the course of the off season, what did you do, you know, during the off season and this season to get you prepared for this moment, going to the NCAA tournament again, so you were completely ready, and it's not unfamiliar territory. And I'm not just talking about the stuff that's on the court, you know, on the court prep, but you know, the off the court stuff. And you kind of allude to some of that stuff to get you ready to travel and to be ready for a big time opponent on the road. Yeah, you know, I think uh, how we kind of finished last year in, in the tournament. I think that's fueled a lot of our fire, you know, through the summer, through our preseason, um, you know, obviously into getting the season started and, and non-conference play and into the conference. I mean, I think we, we carried that, that with us that, you know, we, we can compete with, with the best teams in the country. Um, and we want another chance at that. Uh, you know, so, um, obviously we've kind of referenced that at different moments and times, you know, kind of throughout the last year. I think the biggest thing is just, um, you know, putting in the same amount of work except more. Um, you know, if we want to do more than we've got to, uh, do more than what we did last year, you know, from a work standpoint. And if that's what we expect, um, and I think we have, you know, and, and there's a lot of days that don't feel good, but you've got to like get through it and you've got to do it. Um, and you've got to, you know, come out even better. So, you know, part of it is, uh, still putting in a lot, a lot of hard work, um, for a lot of number of days and being really consistent with it. And here we are with another opportunity. Mm -hmm. 
Now, you've been through this NCAA tournament before as a player, as a coach, uh, under Tara Vanderveer at, San- at Stanford. So you know the layout uh, of everything here. So you guys are 31-2. and two. You Your resume looks great. Okay, you've won 22 in a row. And I know there are still those people in the committee will say, okay, Mount West Conference, okay? But now that... You know, you're officially in. I know you don't like to look ahead and one game at a time, all this other stuff, but I'm going to ask you to look ahead. Have you looked at the landscape here, got your staff on this stuff, and are you kind of projecting, you know, a certain seed? Where do you think you guys should be when it comes Sunday as far as seeding? You know, the seeding stuff is just so hard and, and difficult. You know, obviously, uh, Charlie Cream does his bracketology and, you know, every year he's, he's pretty close. Um, there's just so many factors, um, and, and people that go into the decision making. So, you know, I'm not in the room. I, I, I know people that have been in that room making the decisions. Um, I think specifically on the women's side, there's a geographical, you know, influence, which is difficult. Um, because, you know, our seed can sometimes be determined by, you know, uh, a seed, the seeds above us and, and what makes most geographical sense for the NCA. Um, you know, so there's a lot of different things that, that really affect it. And, you know, it, it just, it's hard to predict. I mean, we were 13 last year. I would like to hope and think that we should be higher than that. But other than that, that's kind of, Oh, the only thing that I can hope. Um, and if we were, if we're a 13 again this year, um, I, I would be a little bit shocked at that. Um, but that would be what it is. And other than higher than the 13, I, I don't, I don't know if I can even, I, I, I know what we deserve, but that, that doesn't always matter. Okay. What do you, what do you, what what do you, I know, but it, it, it is important. It is a message. And again, the lower the seed, uh, the better opportunity, you know, you have now sometimes, you know, being a 10 or 11 or a 12 is actually better than being Mm -hmm. an eight or nine. Okay. Because you know, you get that eight, nine, boom, you're facing the number one seed, uh, you know, in the second game. So what do you think? Okay, Lindy LaRock, you're you're the commissioner chair. Where are you putting the Lady Rebels? Where do you think you should be? I think we should be a ten, playing a seven. I agree. I, I it's exactly what I was thinking. Ten seven to be perfect. Yeah, and, and well deserved. Again, you can't argue with twenty two in a row and thirty one and two. You can't argue. It's with that. hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Win, winning should matter, you know, regardless of really, frankly, who you're playing, but. Mm-hmm. I, I think winning matters because it's really hard. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Selection Sunday. Um, what are the plans? Now, we know that uh, we got a party happening, and uh, yeah. we're, g- we're going to be taking care of business uh, over there on campus. And uh, actually, you got that uh, open to the public. It's an official watch party, and the NCAA selection show, which will be broadcast on ESPN, will be on the big screens there at UNLV in the Strip Pavilion. The public is welcome. Uh, doors open at 4 o'clock. Five o'clock, the selection show goes. It's free parking. Uh, no excuse, uh, not to go whatsoever, but, uh, this is going to be exciting. And, uh, again, uh, the fans will get a chance to see the unveiling just like you will and your players at the very same time. Talk a little bit about the watch party and what your plans are for Sunday. Yeah. You know, Sunday, it's just, it's going to be, you know, kind of the, a little bit of the final celebration piece, uh, before, you know, the, 
we kind of really figure out where we're going and, and put in, you know, more hard work. But, um, you kind of, you laid it out there. Doors open at four. The, the show starts at five. So obviously our team will be there and, um, we'd love to have all of our fans and, and the community come, come and watch with us. Um, it, there's, you know, obviously there's an element of surprise to it. Obviously we know we're in, which is great, but it's always kind of fun to figure out like who, what, when, where, all of those. Um, and we will, uh, you know, kind of in that half hour block at, at some point. And so we want to, like we have all year, um, share some of our greatest accomplishments and, and the, the things that we're doing, uh, with our fans and with our families and communities. So, um, Sunday, it'll be, it'll be a fun time, five o'clock, um, at the strip view over at the Thomas and Mac. So to come celebrate with us and hang out with us and then, you know, see where we're going and, and follow us there. How cool is that? I mean, you've been to this player and his coach. And again, winning the conference, it's like, okay, we're in. You see, you know, the, the cameras that will be there in front of you. And, you know, for those teams that are on the bubble, I mean, they're like on the edge of their seat. They're nervous. Are, are we going to get in? Are we going to get out? But you know, you're in, plain and simple. Uh, so it's got to be very, very exciting knowing that, uh, you know, hey, you know, the world is going to be able to see, you know, UNLV on camera and that seed's going to come up. Uh, uh, along with the the name of the team and uh, you know Mountain West Conference champions, I mean that is cool, and your players have just got to relish that. Yeah, yep. It's uh, you know, it that some of the best pictures of you know when you you see your name and you kind of jump up there and you you uh, get all excited and um, you know it, it's a really going to be a really memorable day uh, for our team and you know we want to we want to keep dancing so who's orchestrating uh what you what you guys are wearing okay everyone going to be uh, in the sweatsuits what what are we seeing uh scarlet and gray um, what's I going would, on you know yeah we're going to have to figure that out we got a couple days to figure that right. out i'm sure we have a great equipment staff so i, I know they're kind of probably hard at work uh, getting some getting some new things uh you know organized for us so we'll we'll be matching in something i i can i can you know probably promise you that um and you know each of the players will have a little bit of their own flair i mm-hmm. imagine too so um but you know the gear the gear is a fun part of it yeah. so we're we're going to get a lot of new yeah. gear here in the yeah. next week or two all right lindy we appreciate the time as always congratulations again on a great season congratulations on the mountain west conference championship always the first of several goals on this run uh now let's get a good get a good seed and uh get an opening win in the tournament uh, next week all right. Thanks, TC. Appreciate you having me back. You got it. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, girl. There she is. Lindy LaRock, the head coach of the Lady Rebels. Uh, they're officially going dancing, and hopefully they get a good seed. Uh, they get the victory last night, uh, defeating Wyoming 71-60. to 31-2. 22 in a row. Very, very impressive. Go represent. And uh, let's get the Rebels uh, a win coming up uh next uh next uh friday or so all right let's do it all right we come back we'll talk more march madness on the men's side hey a guy who's very familiar in this community was here many many years and now he's having great success at southern utah todd simon is going to join us next and he's got his team at southern utah in the whack quarterfinals taking place tonight at the orleans arena we'll talk to todd coming up next Hey, this is Robert De Niro, and you're listening to the T.C. Martin Show. It's good.
Don't forget tomorrow we are back at the Westgate, our Friday home inside the world-famous Superbook. Oh, yeah, the big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright, will be with me. Look forward to that as uh, we talk uh, conference tournaments galore, getting ready for Selection Sunday. Oh, yes, join us at the Westgate. See the show live 2 to 4 p.m. Coming your way tomorrow. Uh, and, of course, next Thursday and Friday, Hoop Central will be broadcasting live during that. And you got all the games inside the International Theater at the Westgate Las Vegas. Get your tickets. Only 40 bucks at Ticketmaster.com. And uh, the madness is definitely upon us. All right. So we keep in the coach's theme here. Uh, again, congratulations to Lindy LaRock at UNLV. Uh, she always joins us. And, uh, you know, very, very impressive victory last night. And the Lady Rebels going dancing. Remember, Selection Sunday uh, coming your way uh, for the ladies at 5 o'clock. And uh, they got the watch party going in the Strip View Pavilion there. Open to the public, free parking, get out there, represent. You know, the ESPN cameras will be flowing and everything. So uh, make sure you come on out and support the Lady Rebels as they are going dancing. All right. Uh, and hopefully our next guest uh, is going dancing as well, too. He's gotten close here the last few years. Now in his seventh year at Southern Utah. And uh, many Las Vegans uh, remember him for his time here at UNLV as an assistant and also a head coach. And we're talking about, of course, our good friend Todd Simon. Todd, what is going on, brother? Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, we're just uh, here to try to win three in three days. There you go. I know you can do it, man. Hey, uh, it, it's good uh, talking to you, man. I know it, it, it's been a while, but uh, always love having you on the show, especially at this time of year. Except we've got one major difference. Um Todd, this year we're not talking about the big sky. We're not talking about you, you know, beating up my alma mater, Sac State. You guys have moved over to the WAC now, and of course, the WAC uh, is at the Orleans Arena uh, this week. Uh, talk a little bit about the move to the WAC, and you know, after all those seasons in the big sky, I want your thoughts on the WAC. How you've liked it so far, and let's even back up a little bit because a lot of you know fans are probably. You know, not familiar how this all went down where you guys joined the WAC. Yeah, you know, we've, uh, we've had a good, good transition, but, uh, you know, we, we took this job. We said, Hey, we want to try to turn this into a, you know, from a kind of a low major to a mid major and kind of make it into the next thing. And, and we kind of did that literally, <laughs> you know, by moving from the big sky to, I believe the 11th ring conference, which is the WAC and, uh, it's really good basketball. So, uh, you know, this trans- year one in the transition, and, and I think yeah, I think a lot of folks, as they picked this ninth, thought that we would have a slow transition to do it, but we were right there in the hunt of uh, winning a title, and, and here we go with the, the buy in the tournament, and 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 looking to uh, you know get, get in the tournament in year one. So it's been a fun transition. You know, for a lot of people, they're kind of caught off guard a little bit, saying, "What? Wait, they're in the whack now." I mean, how long was this uh, this plan and the process there? Yeah, so this is about about uh, almost two years ago now, and uh, so the last really two seasons we've kind of been a, a little bit of a lame duck in the big sky, and 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 uh, all the fun stuff that comes with uh, being a lame duck and leaving the league in terms of 
you know, the little quirks and scheduling and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And, and as we had quite an uphill battle, but, uh, you know, all that adversity helps build a great team. You know, we hear about, you know, teams that are leaving these conferences that whether it's, uh, you know, fan bases from the other schools or administrators or whatever, kind of giving you guys the business, like, oh, you're leaving us like good riddance or whatever. And it's, it's usually not very friendly. So now you've got a chance to experience that, you know, going back last year as your final year in the big sky. Uh, did any of that happen? Yeah, of course. You know, we get a little bit of that and, and uh, being a new guy now. So, you know, we've got a quite a, quite a, uh, interesting uh, spectrum of, 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 uh, you know, emotions that we've experienced on the road, but in the, in the middle of it, although we just win that, you know, that's our, our mentality. We're, we're, we're the type that, uh, uh, we want, we welcome all that. We, we love the, uh, hostile environments, you know, the more the merrier and our job is to stare it down and, and, and leave with the victory. And you need to have some tough kids, you know, to go to go through that and withstand that. To again, that's a lot of different transition. Like, is it you know going to different cities? Uh, again, not really knowing too much about your opponents and all that kind of stuff. And like I said, with other fan bases. So, you know, kudos to you for, I mean, having a number three seed in in year number one. Yeah, you know, our, our mentality is you know, from the day we got here uh, is is five players. A ball, two baskets. That's all we need. Anything else other than that is is absolutely a blessing, and, and we'll figure it out. But you know, we're we're our job is to uh, you know playground mentality. We're, we're, we're less is less is more. Let's uh, have a chip on our shoulder and compete. Love that attitude. Todd Simon joins us, head coach at Southern Utah in his seventh year now, first season in the Western Athletic Conference, the WAC tournament taking place at the Orleans Arena. And they're in action tonight. They got the 830 game, uh, in, uh, the quarterfinal action. What is the biggest differences that you have found, uh, in between the conferences from the big sky to the WAC? Uh, you know, the depth of this thing. We've got like 11 top 180 type teams, I believe, this year. And, uh, you know, in a traditional, you know, big skies, maybe three or four. And there's just, there's just a little bit less margin for error. You know, the physicality of the league. I mean, you talk about the ACC being about the seventh ranked team. I mean, we're closer to, to, to that level than, than, uh, than, you know, there's 32 leagues and we're, you know, we're right there in the top third. And, uh, so it, it's, 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 there's a lot of good players, a lot of good coaches, and uh, you, you just don't have very much margin for 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 error. You've got to be really, really good every single night, and uh, and you have to be tactically good and 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 sharp. So, uh, from that standpoint, it's, it's it's actually a lot of fun because you you know you have to be on your A game or you're going to get spanked if you don't. You know, we've seen several different renditions of this conference. We've seen teams coming and going. And, and you're one of the ones that are, you know, now coming into the conference. And I know, you know, the WAC tournament has been here in Vegas, but I know a, a lot of fans are going like, well, wait a minute. This team's not there anymore. This team's, uh, new. This team's gone. That sort of thing. For you and your standpoint, is, is this a good thing for recruiting? And does it change the way that you recruit? No, there's no question. You know, the, the visibility of the league is, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, we've had, it's been a, a transition league for a lot of years. You know, even, you know, UNLV and Utah and BYU, you go through all the teams that have had a stop over in this league. It's a lot of programs that are on the rise. And, but the brand is, is recognized internationally. And, and so, uh, but you better recruit at that level. We better go get high, some high major players. Otherwise, uh, you're not going to be able to compete. And, and, and that's part of what makes, 
you know, competing in this thing a lot of fun. And, uh, but it's, it's, it's certainly been a, a, we've come a long way. We've certainly come a long way from, from, uh, where we once were. So your team this year, 20 and 11, uh, the thing that stands out to me when I look at you guys is that this team can score. Uh, You guys are averaging 83 points per game. That is fifth in the country, uh, which is phenomenal. I mean, for your program to be fifth nationally, uh, that says a lot. Talk a little bit about the emphasis that you put on getting up and down the court. You guys are you're right there at the top as far as pace as well, too. But again, you're converting at a very uh, high level at uh, 83 points per game. Yeah, you know, we were, and we were third a couple of years ago, and, you know, we're in those ballparks and uh, of uh, these, these high-tempo teams. This is how we play. You know, we never score enough in my liking. You know, it, it just puts pressure. The ultimate play hard stats, you know, we're top, you know, top 50 teams usually traditionally in defensive rebounding and, and, and scoring and tempo. And, and those are play hard uh, stats, which we take pride of. This is part of our culture where it, it takes a lot of discipline to play fast, you know, and when you're slow and controlling things, it's, 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 it's just a different brand that, you know, and everyone has a way to skin the cat, but, uh, for us, you know, we, we, we really thrive, uh, playing fast, making decisions on the fly and, and, uh, you know, really penalizing people for, uh, any mistake they make and, and turning it into points in a hurry. You guys played a very good non-conference schedule as well, too. You guys played Kansas, played Colorado, played New Mexico. And the thing is, you played all of them tough. I mean, narrow losses in those, especially the game at Kansas. You guys lost by six, 82 to 76. Hey, what was that like playing in Allen Fieldhouse? Yeah, that was, you know, we, we had 25 lead changes. It was a great college basketball yep. game. We were one loose ball. We got the stop we needed and one loose ball away from, uh, you know, having the ball for the chance to win and, and, and had, had something in the holster that we really liked, but, uh, you know, that's how, that's how the bounces go, you know? And, uh, but our, our mentality is, you know, we went to Kansas and we, we, it wasn't a, uh, gee whiz, we're happy to be here and take a picture of the scoreboard. No, we lost, you know, and I don't, you know, our, our mentality was, uh, we're going into Kansas and we're going to win. And, and we, I remember an official before the game kind of said, Hey, you know, you're up to nothing. It's better than most people do. I said, well, we're going to be up at the end. There you go. You know, we're, we didn't, we didn't come, to, we didn't come here to, to lose and, and all this stuff. And, and that's our, just our mentality of the program. If we want to win this tournament and go to the NCAA tournament and win that tournament. And, and that's just our, uh, our belief system. I think there's no participation awards in, in what we do. Right. All right, Todd, this is all, all kidding aside now. I mean, come on. Now, you, you took some pictures of Allen Fieldhouse. I mean, maybe earlier in the day, something like that. I mean, come on. That, that, that's some history right there, brother. I, I knew you had to take some pictures. <laughs> you know, you know, I, 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 the team can't hear us I'll right now. It, they can't, uh, the team can't hear us right now. That's, this is between you and I. Come on now. And our listeners. Anyway, I will say this. You know, I, I walked in there and I tried, you know, first on our guys and, and you know, hey, this is. This this is you know history don't get you any points you know Wilt's not coming down from the from the sky and dunking on us you know so but but uh, but it was a cool experience yeah. you, you know to see the Hall of Fame and the rules and all this stuff I mean it's just if you're a basketball historian it's a there's nothing like it I mean that place was rocking you know and it, being a close game and all those lead changes and and all that good stuff it, it was it was deafening from start to end and and I have nothing but respect for for that environment. Oh, no, and I, I remember the game. I mean, there was over 16,000 
in, in that place and they're going crazy. And you, and you had that student section, everybody, you know, kind of on their heels, like, whoa, what's going on here? No, it was great. Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun student section. And, you know, I like the banter. I like the, like, the, yeah. uh, yeah, you know, I like that. Oh, you like to give it back to him. You, yeah, you like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh no, it was the best. I was, I was enjoying. I was waiting for, uh, you know, when 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 does the Rock Chalk Jayhawk stuff come out? And and uh, and uh, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a good, fun college basketball environment. And mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I think uh, you know, obviously, want to come on the right side of that. But yeah. our guys left there, I think, with a lot of belief in themselves. Yeah, that was big. I mean, to say, hey, man, you know, I mean, you know, Kansas is a perennial number one team. They're hovering, you know, number one, number two, number three all season long. And you guys hung right with them. Like I said, 20, you guys led. I mean, 25 lead changes. I mean, uh, in- incredible uh, in that environment. So, no, seriously, I know hey, every, every every coach wants to win, you know, every time they step on the floor. But, I mean, you guys gave a, a great account of yourselves. And, and I know you're proud of that team, the same thing with games against Colorado in New Mexico, but it's okay, Todd, to, to have that Hoosiers moment, you know, the Gene Hackman moment when you know you, you go into the gym, you measure, oh, it's ten feet here. I mean, you, you had a hickory moment there for a minute, you know. But even that's even better than a hickory moment at Fog Allen Fieldhouse. I'm jealous because I haven't been there. I always wanted to go there. That's still a bucket list for me. Yeah, yeah no, it was great, you know. And uh, I remember looking up some of the stats and the last time. uh They'd lost uh, a bye game there, and last time they lost a non-conference home game, and and those stats weren't exactly pretty. So I just said, ah, I'll keep those. I'll keep those for the post-game celebration. We won't talk about the, all that, but uh, uh, no, it was really cool. And in Colorado, it was, it was great, and we, we had a chance in that one. And obviously, lost to New Mexico in the final thirty seconds. But those are all part of the journey, you know, or top 40, 50 schedule in non-conference. And, and we try to do that every year because it prepares you for conference. And, uh, you know, we, we don't want any fake wins that we want to, we want to, we want to develop our team the best way we see fit. And, and, uh, maybe we don't win 25 games every year, but it, you know, it's going to give us a chance to, to win a tournament here at the end. I think you got it. Todd Simon joins us, head coach at Southern Utah. Uh, how good does it feel to be uh, back in Vegas? And again, for an extended period of time, and you know, knowing that hey, this, your conference tournament here is like kind of your second home. Yeah, that'd be really cool. You know, it's uh, you know, really is. You know, like you know, kids grew up uh, born here, and, and we lived here for so long, and uh, so it is. It just kind of feels it feels good, and you, you know, you really want to uh, you know, do this in in a place where a lot of familiar faces and friends and and all that good stuff would be. It'd be it would mean a little extra be able to do that in las vegas all right so for those fans that are not familiar with this whack competition here uh talk about now tonight you got utah tech i know you split with them during the course of the regular season they're another team that is relatively new to this conference as well uh most people are not even familiar with utah tech but uh there are some traditional powerhouses in here i mean new mexico state is still in this conference even though they uh are not playing because of the problems that they've had uh this year but uh, they've been a perennial you know whack favorite year in and year out and have represented the conference more times than not uh in the ncaa tournament but uh, just give us the the top couple teams t- to look at here, and uh, what, what are your thoughts about the competition from top to bottom? Yeah, no, outstanding league. You have outstanding coaches. Uh, Sam Houston, you know, they're a top, you know, fifty sixty team this year. Beat, you know, they beat Oklahoma, they beat Utah, and and uh, you know, Utah Valley have an outstanding year. You know, with with Pac twelve wins, and you know, the the, the 
the, the roster all the way down to this league. It's Stephen F. Austin who, you know, went out yesterday, but they've been a perennial powerhouse and, uh, um, Seattle's had a great year and, you know, Grand Canyon's always, always in the mix and they're really, you know, doing it up in the basketball program right now. And, and they I mean, you can't go right on the, right down the line, Cal Baptist, Tarleton, these are all tough, tough programs. And, and, uh, there's, so it's not really an off day. Abilene Christian has gone to the tournament the last couple of years. And, and, uh, so you gotta go a little, go through this thing. You've got, you've got various different styles of play, but it's a lot of, you know, on the upswing, modern investing in basketball type of programs. You know, these are programs you think you're going to see uh, make some noise here in the next decade. So uh, it's a fun league. It's a fun league with all the basketball investment. How how do you feel that your team is now compared to, well, I know it's, it's better now than when you first took over because we've talked about it before about where the state of the program was. But in your seven years here, would you say that this is the strongest team you've had? You know, at this stage of the year, you know, we've had, you know, our 20 and four team was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that, that was tough. But by the end of the year, we were a little banged up. You know, last year we, we were, we were, you know, a 23 win team. Um, but we, you know, we lost our, our first team all league guy with the broken wrist before tournament and two other, two others needed knee surgery as soon as the season was done. And, and, you know, so at this stage of the year, I think we're the best we've been, mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've just kind of caught some tough breaks these other years, even though we were really talented and uh, now we feel like we're really talented, but also have a little more health on our side. So. You know, I think the stars are lined up a little bit better for us this year, and uh, but that only matters if we go out and play, you know, play on fire. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good luck tonight, my friend. You guys are the third seed. You're taking on Utah Tech tonight. Uh, tip off at 8:30 p.m. at the Orleans Arena. Great venue there. So uh, take it all in, my friend. Enjoy it. Hopefully, uh, you're cutting down the nets. You know, come Saturday, that would be uh, outstanding. And uh, hopefully, you got some dance moves planned. Oh man, no, it'd be it'd be uh, it'd be my most fun night in Vegas. I can tell you that. <laughs> you uh, and that's what we're planning on. So I packed for four days. There you go. All right. So hopefully we can have another conversation next week, man, as you guys are getting ready for the tournament. But uh, uh, good luck to you, man, and uh, real happy for your success. And uh, glad that uh, you guys are in the WAC. It's here in Vegas. And uh, you guys uh, hopefully will represent uh, starting tonight. Great. Well, I really appreciate you having me. You got it, brother. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. There he goes, Todd Simon. Uh, again, uh, Todd uh, did a fantastic job at UNLV. You know, you go back, um, you know, for Todd when he was on Dave Rice's uh, uh, staff, um, got the interim job, uh, did a fantastic job. We, you know, got a chance to visit with him a lot. Um, you know, when we were uh, when he was the the head coach there, and uh, always great to stay in touch with him because he's right down the road uh, at Southern Utah. Uh, Cedar City there, but uh, now they're in the whack. And again, that's a big step up from the Big Sky Conference. Uh, and the good thing is, their conference tournament uh, is here in Las Vegas. And yes, you know the whack has gone through some big time transitions. I mean, you've had uh, you know teams leave, um, you know start in the whack, move on. I mean, heck, like he said, I mean UNLV at one point in time, uh, was in the whack. BYU, many of these, you know, New Mexico, all these teams. New Mexico State is one of those perennial teams that really hasn't moved. Uh, 
you know, they've stayed there for a while, but a lot of new teams. So when you look at the landscape of the WAC, you may not be familiar with uh, a lot of these teams. And a lot of these teams, like Southern Utah, were not household names. They started playing at a much, you know, lower level and uh, worked their way up. I mean, Utah Tech, Grand Canyon, I mean, teams of that Seattle. Um, not a lot of these teams were, were, were D1 teams going back a decade or so ago. They've worked their way up, but that's where this conference is. But he is right. There's a lot of good basketball and there's a lot of good coaches, uh, in the Western Athletic Conference. So if you get a chance, get out there. Um, you know, Todd Simon, his kids were born here. He spent, you know, more than half his life here in Las Vegas. So, uh, you know, this community obviously means a whole bunch to him. So root him uh, on and uh, I always wish him uh, the best of luck again at Southern Utah University. All right. Uh, our number two on the other side of the clock. We will get uh, into to more this time, a handicapping perspective. Our good friend, Scott Spritzer, he will join us, handicap some winners on the nighttime session. Also look ahead for the rest of the weekend and the conference tournaments. John Murray joins us out at the West talking about they're getting ready for Hoop Central. A lot of fun there. And we'll talk about uh, where the money's flowing in on the betting side with all of that and a whole lot more. Tisa Martin with you. Oh, yeah, on a thunderous Thursday. Let's keep it rocking, Lizzo. here on this uh, Thursday edition. I want to thank Lindy LaRock for joining us in our number one. Also, Todd Simon, the head coach at Southern Utah University, getting ready for the WAC tournament tonight. And uh, we continue on with a little March Madness and looking forward to the madness, of course. Uh, tomorrow we'll be broadcasting live at the Westgate Las Vegas, of course, our Friday home. And then, of course, Hoop Central coming your way next Thursday and Friday. The opening round action, of course, will be broadcasting live there from our perch there inside the world-famous Superbook. And you can get your tickets for the Hoop Central as well inside the International Theater, 40 bucks, and uh, get those at Ticketmaster.com. But no better place to be, of course, as we know, the Superbook and the Westgate of Las Vegas. And speaking of which, join us now our good friend, the Executive Director of Sportsbook Operations, John Murray. John, what is happening? There's a lot happening, TC. So many games today. Uh, <laughs> lots to keep track of, but it's fun. It's uh, probably uh, It's not my favorite time of year. It's right near the very top. It is. You say it's not your your favorite time, but it's near the so top. I said, if it's if it's not, if it's not, it's right. It's right at the very very top of the list. Okay. It's right up there. Okay, because I I know you're like me. I mean, you're you're a you're a college basketball junkie as well. I mean, you gotta love these things. But you know what we're seeing more and more of, John, is the parody, and that's just not a term that we should toss around loosely. This is legit. 
I mean, this is totally legit. I mean, we have not seen, we've seen a plethora of number one teams uh, in rankings, in weekly rankings. Uh, and I know that that's got to be reflected when you look at the futures uh, market as well, too, because you just don't have that overwhelming favorite. Sure, you got a couple of blue bloods, but then again, I mean, you know, Houston and Alabama and, and Purdue, and they're not usually, they haven't been odds on favorites in a long, long time. So, I, I just think this thing is wide open and this is trickling down to what we're seeing this week as well. Cause we've already seen upsets galore in the first couple of days of the conference tournaments. Oh, we definitely have. And, and I, I can't, I, I can't really recall a more open field than this one. Uh, but, but the funny thing about college basketball is last year after the selection show, the two teams that were considered the best and the two teams that we were taking all of our future money on Arizona and Gonzaga Neither of them made the Final Four, and I'm not even sure either of them even made the Elite Eight. So, you know, we, we talk about, like, the perceived par- the parody this year. Last year, the two teams that everybody thought was the best didn't even make it to the Final Four. You know, Kansas, I thought, got a pretty easy draw, and they were one of the best teams, of course, and they got it done. So that, that's just how the, this format works, uh, the, the one-and-done format. Just because there's parody, I mean, the best team doesn't always win. The best team rarely wins. Correct. So yeah. it, it's going to be it's going to be pretty wild, uh, but in my mind, it always is. Right. No, I mean it's tough to string together six victories, uh, you yeah. know, and you you got to get hot, and you know the formula has been you have to have great guard play, you got to take care of the basketball. I mean size doesn't always win you games. I mean it's it's the guard play, you know, take care of the rock, be able to shoot the three, be able to to win the game at the free throw line, and uh, that that is. You know, really the recipe, as far as I'm concerned, when I'm handicapping and going through my brackets. Uh, so if, if we take that formula, who do you like? Uh, you know, I mean, again, we're not going to know anything until we get the brackets on Sunday. I don't like picking winners, but if you got, uh, you know, a favorite or two right now that you're looking at, John, who is it? Well, I think the best teams are, are Houston and Kansas. Uh, I think they're, I'd put them a little bit above, uh, the Alabama, UCLA, that group, Purdue. I think Houston and Kansas, but so much, so much of it comes down to the draw, you yep. know, and I think one thing that amuses me every year is the, the race for the number one overall seed, which is a wholly useless distinction because like I said last year, I thought Kansas had an incredibly easy bracket. They kind of cruised to the Final Four. They weren't the number one overall seed. Mm. I don't remember who it was. I, I think Gonzaga, but uh, it really just—we'll see on Sunday night who it breaks for. But then, even more than that, it's just the bracket as the bracket literally breaks during the games or as the games are being played. That's a big factor too. I mean, I think North Carolina got to the Final Four because they got to play St. Peter's in the Elite Eight last year, right? So who who's making who's getting some upsets? They'll get you and move you along a little bit further. Uh, we'll see, but that's why this is the best. This is the best tournament of any sport, college or pro, no, because I, it's just so wide open and so many things can happen, and so many different teams could win the championship. And there is going to be that St. Peter's team again this year. You know whether it's a team that just gets through the opening weekend or makes it to the Sweet Sixteen or the Elite Eight. I mean, we're seeing more and more of those teams. I mean, you go back in the day, you know, George Mason was an outlier. Butler, before they became good, that they were an outlier. You know, more recently, we had Loyola Chicago. But again, I mean, you, you mentioned St. Saint, Saint Pete's, and I just got a feeling that we're going to have another one of those.
those type of teams or maybe two uh, when we get down to the Elite Eight or so. I definitely think that's possible. I don't. I know I'm in the minority here. I don't really like those big upsets because, like, I know everybody gets excited, but then you get to the next weekend and the matchups are kind of right. blah. Yes. Uh, you know, I'd rather see – I mean, I, first, I'd rather just see the best teams win and we can get the best matchups and the best possible games. I mean, it, the Final Four last year was awesome with Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, and Kansas. That, that was pretty good pretty uh, as good of a final four in terms of the programs that were in it as i can recall ever uh, but I, I hope i hope we don't get too many of those upsets because ultimately what i want to see especially that second weekend is the best teams going head to head right and, and you see in my opinion last year we got the the best of, of both worlds we had those upsets but at the end you still had those four stalwarts even though north carolina you know, was a team that was limping in as a number eight seed. I mean, you never would have thought if you go back and like, oh, North Carolina was an eight seed last year. Yeah, they were. Yeah. But I mean, they they were fantastic. And I could tell you firsthand, John. I mean, I was at that Final Four in the championship game last year in New Orleans, and it was exciting. Not just because of the quality of basketball, but you just rattled off those four fan bases. Uh, incredible to be in one building like that. Uh, it, it it was something I'll remember for the rest of my life, and it was fantastic. And hopefully, we could duplicate that again this year in Houston. I'm looking forward to that as well. Oh, it was awesome. That, that was a that was a lot of fun. I, I know what you're saying. I, w- I went to a Final Four once. Uh, it was Duke, West Virginia, my alma mater. Michigan State was there, and Butler was there, and they were kind of like the de facto hosts mm-hmm. because uh, it was in Indianapolis, right? And it's definitely cool seeing all those big fan bases, although I'm not a big fan of Dukes. <laughs> I understand. And your your Mountaineers, uh, you know, they didn't show up today. They did for a little while, and I thought, you know, the way they closed the season, they may make a little bit noise uh, in the Big 12 tournament, but I guess uh, not the case. What's your view of uh, Bobby Huggins and the Mountaineers? I got to tell you, this might sound crazy, but I, I'm kind of okay with what happened today. I've seen sometimes where teams, uh, teams like where, like the position West Virginia's in, run through their conference tournament, and then they lose in the first round because they run out of gas in the conference tournament. I think that West Virginia's win at Iowa State over Kansas State, and then the Texas Tech win yesterday has them completely locked into the tournament. They're going to get into the tournament. And now they can fly back to Morgantown and they can rest up for the real tournament next week. So I, I don't know. I mean, I would prefer they to win, obviously, and, and raise their seed and beat Kansas and move on, obviously. But I also don't think it's the end of the world because sometimes it can help these teams a little bit when they get knocked out and they can get ready for the, the big show. I mean, John, I could kind of see you, uh, you know, doubling at, or filling in for that mascot uh, there in West Virginia, the Mountie yeah. guy, you know, with with the little beard and, and everything, and you you hold up that old gun, I, I in a hat. I could see. I you. don't. Uh, I don't think the Westgate will allow me to have facial hair like that. You know, I'm too. Uh, I'm just too. Oh, the, the Westgate is turned into yeah. the New York Yankees now. Is what you're telling yeah, me, right? I don't think so. They want it. Uh, they want it pretty uh, pretty neat. I mean, I'll, I'll talk to the executives around here and see what they think, but uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll go from there. Hey, you know, Marco and I talk about this a lot, and again, veering off a little bit, but this, of course, this is what we do. We always talk about West Virginia when they're playing at home because that is a tough 
place to play, not just in, in, in the arena, but just the traveling and get there. Uh, and especially in the Big 12, if you don't, if you have a short turnaround, that's just, that's just not an easy place to get to. Uh, can you subscribe to that theory and talk about what that community is like? Cause I've never been there, but I've always been very, very curious, uh, about that campus. Well, I went to a lot of West Virginia games uh, during the era of Mike Gansey, Kevin Pitznagel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, John Bayline was the coach. Yes. John Patrick Bayline was on the team. Frank Young, J.D. Collins. Uh, it's not the students that are crazy. It's like the townies, uh, the, the people that live in that area that don't actually go to the school. They go to, the, they go to these football and basketball games, and they're wild. I mean, it's a, it's a rough crowd. Uh, I, I can see why it would be – a pretty intimidating place to play, but I don't, I don't know that it's that hard to get to. I mean, you, you, you fly, you can fly into Pittsburgh. You can be in Morgantown in under an hour. Okay. Um, I went to a game in Lawrence a couple weekends ago and we had to fly to Kansas city and then drive from Kansas city to Lawrence. So kind of the same deal. Um, but yeah, the, the crowd can get a little hostile down there, especially that's why they play all their home football games at noon Eastern. The crowd crowd will get a little rowdy. You don't want them lathered up is what you're saying. So you don't want to give them like the the, the nighttime primetime game because then it's it's totally out of control come game time, right? Look at their schedule next season. I bet you the vast majority of their home games will be at noon. I mean, (laughs) they they might get like one primetime game a year, and I can assure you that it gets a little crazy. I I just love it that we had a Kevin Pitsnoggle reference on the show. I mean, it's been a long time since we heard that name. You got to love that. Yeah, he he really flamed out like really fast. He was such a college basketball player. You'd think that if he couldn't make it in the NBA, he'd go overseas and play basketball. But like, he settled into life as a teacher within about 12 months of, uh, of his college career being over. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you you see all these college players that are still making big money playing overseas. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that Pitsnoggle didn't go that route at least immediately after college. Yeah, no, great shooter, uh, big man, uh, yeah. had some good size. Uh, no, he was a great college player, uh, like you said. All right, John Murray joins us from the Westgate, uh, the Superbook. Okay, John, let's talk about some of these teams that – uh, f- I guess on the bubble, but just disappointing the way they close the season. And first and foremost, the Iowa Hawkeyes. I mean, this team, I cannot figure them out. And I'm a firm believer that it's a Fran McCaffrey-ism uh, because this guy just seems to just wear his players down. And I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking more about mentally. Uh, they had a talented team this year. As you know, they were, they were ranked in the, in the top five, top 10 throughout a good portion of the season. But man, did they tank it, uh, down the stretch? The loss to Nebraska, they lose again today, uh, in their first appearance in the, the Big Ten tournament. Uh, Michigan goes out today, an embarrassing loss uh, to a certain degree against Rutgers. Wisconsin loses. Uh, they've been awful the, the last, uh, three or four weeks. And then, so that's the Big Ten. Uh, I got one more team, but I'll, I'll save that for uh, we talk about a different conference. But talk about those three teams flaming out. Who's in? Who's out? Well, I don't. I don't look at the Joe Lenardi bracketology stuff, so I don't know how much I can help you there. But I would. I have to think Michigan is out after a loss like that, right? Um, Iowa is Iowa out? I mean, I know they've had a disappointing no. They'll season. be there. No, they'll be yeah, in there. Yeah. But I'm just saying that talk about a disappointing season. The way they yeah. ended the season, I mean, that it's shocking. I mean, you see this team; they nearly they can put up a hundred points on any given night, and then they come out and you know 
uh, score 52. You know, I mean, I mean, they scored 52 yeah. against Wisconsin. Uh, they scored 90 against Indiana. Then they turn around and they lose at home on senior day to Nebraska. And then Ohio State, as we know, they played a little bit better down the stretch, but just a dismal season. And then they flame out against Ohio State today, losing 73 to 69. So I'm just saying a lot of inconsistency with Iowa. And how far do you think this team can go? Well, I think it's Iowa is exactly who I'm talking about when I say sometimes teams, you know, overachieve in their conference tournament and it hurts them in the big dance. I mean, I remember last year they won the Big Ten tournament, incredible performance from Murray and his brother too, and they they played great. And then they got a five seed and they lost to Richmond in the first round. Right. Uh, so it might actually help them mm-hmm. to go home right now and you know, see where they're going and get ready for next week. I I don't see them going real far, but they're they're a team. They've got a high ceiling. Right. They they beat some really good teams. If the draw breaks well for them, would it be that shocking to see them go to the second round of the Sweet 16? I don't think so. Yeah. You know, just uh, yeah, yeah, I was just say just weeks ago we're sitting there talking that that Providence uh, could could be a team to deal with, and that's another team that uh, just kind of flamed out over the last couple of weeks. I mean, losing badly on their senior day uh, against Seton Hall. And they lose uh, again today. Uh, lose rather badly to to UConn, who is a very good team. But uh, yeah, they're just they're. I don't, I don't know if you want to call it parity or what you want to call it. But again, uh, we're we're just seeing teams that you know have not closed um, the regular season in the fashion they want, and it's just a total separation. I mean, you got to remember, Providence was you know like Iowa. These these were teams were in the top fifteen, and now they're on the outside looking in. Sure. Uh, yeah, Providence surprises me because I've always been a fan of Cooley, and I know he's doing a really good job there this year. But you know, the top of the Big East, I think, might be a little bit bigger, better than people realize. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the Big East is, is a little uh, – there, there's some pretty good teams in there. Connecticut's definitely one of them. Marquette, Xavier. Uh, Villanova's had a very disappointing C- season. Creighton but. fantastic as well, too. Yeah, yeah. Creighton. Yeah, yeah, excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah. So there, there, there are some pretty solid teams at the top of the Big East. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, the conference, I think, is a little better this year than it's been recently. All right, give us a couple dark horses that you like. Dark horses that I like? I, 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 I mean, I think the team that could make a run it sounds stupid because you said dark horse, but Duke seems to be playing better. Yeah. And, we'll- Duke, uh, and obviously, you know they've got the talent. So I, I never thought much of uh, – I'll put it as nicely as I can. I never thought much of Coach K's in-game decision-making. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if John Shire can do better. But they're a team that has a lot of talent, and they could uh, they could potentially make a run if they get a draw that's favorable to them. And, and and a team that's exactly the same as them is Kentucky. Kentucky, they've got firepower. They obviously have a lot of talent. Uh, they they could make a run if the bracket goes their way. Mm-hmm. So when you look at uh, the local tournaments here in town, uh, the Pac-12 going at T-Mobile, uh, UCLA had a little bit of a scare uh, until about the five-minute mark. Then they just ran away uh, from Colorado. Then, of course, uh, you got Arizona. We firmly believe it's going to come down to those two uh, mm-hmm. on Saturday evening. And then, of course, we got the Mountain West, where it's kind of top-heavy with San Diego State, Boise State, and Utah State. Um, you know, UNLV has a big game tonight against Boise. We'll look at that. We got the Big West over at the Dollar Loan Center. We got the WAC over at uh, the Orleans. Uh, are you going to make an appearance at uh, any of the conference tournaments over the next few days? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, no, unfortunately, not this year. Um, but I know we took some sharp money on Boise State to win the Mountain West. Like you said, they play UNLV tonight. 
San Diego State, uh, very fortunate to win that game today. Uh, they they were. Uh, I thought that was a very underwhelming performance by the Aztecs. Uh, Colorado State almost stole that game away from them. And uh, UCLA, yeah, they pulled away at the end. We need we needed a Colorado plus nine and a half huge. So that that was pretty disappointing the way that game ended because those teams were just neck and neck the whole way. It was and, until about the three minute mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Certainly, uh, UCLA and Arizona appear to be a cut above. I mean, the last time they played one another, it was in Pauley Pavilion, but UCLA kind of smoked them. Yep. So but we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we get that matchup on Saturday night because that that would definitely be a tremendous tremendous Pac twelve championship game. All right. Uh, mention uh, some other teams where maybe you have a little bit of liability in the futures market. We have a lot of liability on Gonzaga. Uh, I know that they're one that uh, we don't do too well on. We do lose a little bit of money on Houston, which is kind of surprising because they've had low odds the whole season. Uh, and that's not a team that I would expect to, uh, not a team I'd expect to write as much money as we have. And then we have a lot of liability on Texas. Texas, they've had a kind of a, a crazy season with what happened with Coach Chris Beard, of course, very unexpected going into the year. But they're so good defensively, and they're they're going to be battle tested because I think the the Big Twelve regular season we just watched was about as good of a conference regular season as, as I've ever seen. The quality of play from top to bottom. Oklahoma was the last seed in the tournament, and I watched them crush Alabama, who's going to be a one seed. Uh, the, the Big Ten just so good all the way from the top to the bottom. Or Big Twelve, I'm sorry. Yep. Uh, those teams are going to come in really battle tested in this tournament. Mm-hmm. All right, looking at uh, some games uh, tonight. We've got plenty uh, of games. Uh, you mentioned uh, Texas. Texas plays Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State seems to be kind of going in the right direction right now. Texas a, a six and a half point favorite there. You mentioned Boise State uh, five and a half against uh, UNLV. Uh, we mentioned Arizona. Stanford has played a little bit better as of late. They may have a chance to get within that number of ten. Uh, any games that? Uh, uh, you're you're secretly rooting for here tonight. We need Oklahoma State pretty big. Uh, Texas that'll be that'll be the big game for us tonight. Texas a very very popular side. Uh, Oklahoma State is playing well. Uh, they, we mentioned Oklahoma. Obviously the Pokes beat them last night in the first round of this tournament. That uh, that's a big game for us for sure. Looks like uh, a few other pretty good late matchups there. UNLV Boise State. We'll be rooting for the Rebels in that one. And Arizona State, USC, we've, we've built up a pretty decent amount of liability on USC. Hmm. And we'll certainly be rooting for Bobby Hurley and the Sun Devils. Uh, the very late game looks like a 8.30, 8.40 type tip-off. Right. So, a crazy day, honestly. Just so many games all throughout the day. Uh, it has been a lot of fun, but we're starting to see a lot of parlay liability build up with these favorites on the money line. We really need to get one of these guys knocked out, whether it be – well, hopefully it's Texas, but there's a few others we'd love to see get knocked out. Because you're getting a lot of money line plays all rolling into the evening. UCLA was a big one. And the one that we thought we were going to get bailed out on was that we really thought St. John's was going to beat Marquette. <laughs> they looked uh, look like they were going to for a majority of that did. game, yeah. But we couldn't, we couldn't get St. John's. We couldn't get Colorado. We couldn't get Colorado State. And... uh <laughs> 
now we're going to need somebody to bail us out this evening. So it should be exciting. You know, one of the uh, interesting games tonight, and very low line here, uh, virtually pick them. It's a two-point spread for a quarterfinal matchup. Is TCU and Kansas State in the Big 12 tonight. This is, you know, a couple, you know, top 25 teams that are squaring off against each other. And we saw them uh, face off uh, just uh, a couple weeks ago as well here, where K-State K- actually blasted TCU. Uh, give me some thoughts on that game. Well, I think it says a lot about where Kansas State's power rating is right now, uh, that they're that they're actually a dog in this game, and that's without Eddie Lampkin for TCU. And, and TCU is still, yes, it's only two points, but Kansas State's a team that's been ranked around the top 10, 15 all season pretty much. So for them to actually be a dog, uh, that says a lot. And we're really seeing more, more money come in on the Horn Frogs. So Kansas State, very poor end of the season. And betters are fading them here tonight in that uh, that last quarterfinal. All right, he is John Murray over at the Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. Uh, we talk a lot about Hoop Central, a uh, great place to be, great time of year. Just talk a little bit about John, what that opening weekend is like there at the Westgate. Oh, it's a lot of fun. The the Hoop Central, uh, you're going to want to go on Ticketmaster and purchase your tickets there for Hoop Central, or you can come into the main book. It's going to be pretty uh, pretty crazy in here, but there will be some seating available first come on a first come first serve basis. Get a mobile app. I mean, I know I say that every week because uh, the company forces me to. No, but and, and we're we're during, promoting it as well. You got to go. During, <laughs> it's smart during March Madness. That's what the mobile app was made for. Yep. That's that is what it, when I my first trip to Las Vegas in 2005. I came out of for March Madness, and there was no such thing as mobile apps. And me and my buddy spent the whole damn weekend waiting in line. We even got uh, we even got shut out on a bet once. We were trying to bet West Virginia, our school, against Creighton in a first round game. We got shut out because we got to the book too late, and the line was so long. Um, if we, if somebody had been like, "Hey, if you set up, if you take five minutes to set up a phone account, you won't have to wait in line the rest of the weekend, and you can bet from wherever you are," uh, we wouldn't have been able to hand over our money fast enough to an offer like that. Right. So get a mobile account. We'll give you a hundred bucks. We're going to run a special Wednesday through Friday or Wednesday through Sunday. Or if a new account, new sign up, you also get a bucket of beer. Uh, I think that there's, there's no reason to not get a phone account. It's much better for you. It's much better in every way. Uh, and it's, and it's no weekend in the whole year better than this weekend mm-hmm. and not have to wait in line because you know, no matter where you go in the city, there's going to be big crowds. You're right. The perfect time for March Madness. And not only, you know, to fight the lines, but then, you know, the in-game wagering is just at your fingertips as well, too. But, uh, no, the mobile app, uh, so easy to use. You guys, uh, um, you know, have it down to a science. It's so easy to use. And again, I've, I've never, uh, come across any problems, uh, like we have with other mobile apps and, and other books, uh, around the area. But, uh, no, kudos to you guys for, Having a great, uh, you know, uh, IT team on top of that, and uh, having everything at your fingertips. Uh, you're right. Do you feel, John, there are still people out there that are just kind of slow to the mobile app or, or kind of fighting it a little bit? Well, the, the biggest thing is they they don't realize that they can get a mobile account if they're not a Nevada resident. Right. right. I mean, they absolutely can. You can. You don't need to have a Nevada ID. You you can have any government ID from any state. And you can use the app until you leave the state of Nevada. So I.
The civil authorities have issued an avalanche warning for NUCA, beginning at 3.26 p.m. and ending at 11.26 p.m. Avalanche Ava by the, uh, the technology. It'll take you five minutes to learn how to navigate the app. And if you're having any trouble, you can always ask one of the employees to help you. Yeah. And uh, real easy to sign up for. Again, go over to the Westgate. Uh, they'll get you signed up literally within five minutes. And uh, take advantage of the sign-up bonus uh, as well, too, right? I mean, deposit at least $100. Yep. You're going to get $100 in your, in your account. Yeah, after you play through that hundred, we'll give you another hundred, and we'll give you a bucket of beer. I mean, it's just a total no-brainer. <laughs> a bucket of beer that, that that sold for for many players, as we well know. All right, my friend, uh, we appreciate you taking the time and joining us. Uh, we look forward to seeing you at uh, at the Superbook tomorrow, as we. Uh, We'll have uh, plenty of games going on. Uh, it, it is the madness that is upon us. And then next Thursday and Friday, total craziness, but a lot of fun. I mean, I just, everybody that is a sports fan, a basketball fan, you look forward to that opening weekend of March Madness. And uh, we are one week away, my friend. I can't wait, man. Next right. weekend is a lot of fun. The week after is a lot of fun. It, it, we got a regional at T-Mobile this year, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be uh very fun few weeks. Uh, we're excited about it. You got it, brother. All right. Thanks for the time, John. Appreciate it. you and all the guys, you and Jay and the entire staff over there at the Superbook. All right. Thanks, DC. You got it, brother. There he is, John Murray, the executive director of Race and Sports at the Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. All right. We come back. Scott Spreitzer is going to join us. Handicapping some winners. Going to go down the card, see who we got. Look ahead to the weekend, that and a whole lot more coming your way on this thunderous Thursday.